Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to write the final NFL regular season slate of the year. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I made daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports sites. Uh, before we get into the video, I want to thank you guys again for the continued support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, if you do enjoy this content, if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos, you don't want to go live. Um, that would be uh, very, very helpful. Also, if you guys cannot watch these videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. I'll have a link down below. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, and I offer that on patreon.com, offer a couple of different packages. If you guys are interested, again, link down below. And finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring the show. Um, if you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, it's a website we can bet on player projections, player props. So you're betting over, under on fantasy points for these players. For example, Calvin Ridley, 19, is projected right now. Do you like the under? Do you like the over there? Right, So that's fancy points. Um, but, yeah, if you guys want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS. It's DKDFS, all one word. Uh, you get 100% match up to $100. So you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with. So basically $100 free. Uh, but, yeah, I will link in the description below if you guys are interested in signing up. With that all out of the way, let's jump into, into the video. So before uh, we talk about players and the prices, again, we got 15 games to talk about, a lot to talk about. Let's take a look at these Vegas ads real quick. So we have Falcons, we have Bucks, a 15 and a half over under. The Bucks are seven, seven point favorites. They're looking like they're going to play the starters, but again, this is kind of a meaningless game for the Bucks. We have Ravens, we have Bengals, the 44 over under. The Ravens are currently 13 and a half point favorites. We have Cowboys and Giants, a 44 and a half over under. Uh, the Cowboys are one-point favorites. Dolphins and Bills are 42 over under. The Bills are two-point favorites. We have Vikings. We have Lions of 54 over under. The Vikings are four-point favorites. Jets and Patriots is a 40 over under. Kind of ugly one here. Patriots, three-point favorites. Steelers and Browns is a 41 and a half over under. The Browns are 10-point favorites. We have Cardinals. We have Rams. No Jared Goff here in this one. 40 and a half over under. Uh, the Cardinals are three-point favorites. Packers and Bears is a 50 and a half over under. Both teams have something to play for here. Packers are four and a half-point favorites. Jags and Colts is a 49 and a half over under. The Colts are currently 14-point favorites. Raiders and Broncos is currently a 51 over under. The Raiders are two and a half-point favorites. Then we have Chargers, Chiefs. Chiefs are resting their starters. A 43 and a half over under. The Chargers are three and a half-point favorites. Saints and Panthers are 46 and a half over under. The Saints are five and a half point favorites. We have Seahawks. We have 49ers, 46 over under. The Seahawks are seven point favorites. And Titans, Texans, 56 over under. Right now, the highest in the slate. Tax, or Titans are seven and a half point favorites. So that is it, guys, um, for the uh, Vegas odds. Let's start with quarterbacking. No, or Patrick Mahomes is not playing in this one, so do not play him. We have Lamar Jackson at 8K in a good match against the Bengals. I think firmly in play at the top just because of his rushing ability, right? 94, 124, and 80 yards in the ground. In three of the last four games, and they have something to play for here, right? They're fighting for a playoff uh, berth. So I think Lamar Jackson definitely a, a viable play. He's at over 20 fantasy points in the last four games. So, yeah, I think he's playable in both formats. I do like Deshaun Watson a good amount here at 7-7. Sure, they have nothing to play for, but he should be full go. Um, and, again, good matchup here, 56 over under. This one, there should be a good amount of points scored. And as I always say with this Houston, uh, you know, with Deshaun Watson, is the defense is absolutely terrible. So most games, they are playing from behind. I do like Watson a good amount there at 7-7. Playable in both formats. Josh Allen as well. Again, the Bills have something to play for here at 7.6K. So I think he is uh, looks like a pretty solid play at the top. He's had 34, 40, and 35 fancy points in three of the last four games. He's a guy that can get it done a, a bit on the ground as well. So do like Josh Allen at the top. Uh, again, him, Watson, Lamar Jackson for me. Kyler against the Rams, more of a secondary play for me. I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely in play. Again, Packers still fighting for, for playoff positioning here. So 
I think even in a tougher spot against the Bears defense, he is definitely a viable at that price in both formats. Not super interested in Russ against the 49ers or Tom Brady. I know I like the matchup. I'm just not fully convinced these Buck starters play the whole game. Justin Herbert, 7-1 is decent, and he seems priced about right. Uh, you know, uh, he is, or the Chiefs are resting their starters. So this is a game the Chargers, you know, probably are playing from ahead. Again, secondary play for me, not a priority. Don't mind Tannehill at 7K for me, though. I'd probably rather get to Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, you kind of need the game script to go in his favor. If if they fall from if they are playing from behind, that's kind of one you want to target Tannehill. If they're playing from ahead, they're more of a run first team. So there's some risk involved in Tannehill. I would probably just relegate to Deshaun Watson the other on the other side. Uh, let's see other options at quarterback. Don't mind uh, you know the quarterbacks in this Minnesota Detroit game. You know this game is two pretty bad defenses. Kirk Cousins at six three. Uh, you have Stafford, who looking like he's going to play a 5-6. They're interesting, you know, kind of contrarian plays. You need guys for cheap against Stafford, expected to play. Um, cheaper options at quarterback, not a ton I like. I think I will probably be spending up a quarterback. I mean, you can punch Trubisky, and Bears fighting for a playoff spot here. Uh, you know, this is a game they're probably playing from behind, so I don't hate the punt with Trubisky. But, you know, other than that, probably not going to get to anyone else, so... Really, for me, quarterback, again, I'm probably going to spend up in one of these top guys, you know, with Lamar or Watson or um, Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, right? That's where that's where my main interest lies. Now, running back, there's, I think you can go a lot of different ways here. You have Kamara with COVID. Uh, we'll talk about those New Orleans running backs. Um, Derrick Henry's at 9.4K. I think he looks like a good option in GPPs. Love the matchup for him. They should be playing from ahead. Uh, and Houston's defense is absolutely terrible. So I think Derrick Henry looks like a really good option at the top. The one downside I always say is the floor is somewhat low with him if the game script does go in his favor, right? Kind of like we saw against Cleveland and against Green Bay. In games they fall, fell behind, he just doesn't have a ton of upside. In games they're playing from ahead, right? We've seen some massive games that he should be playing from ahead in this one. So I think Henry firmly, firmly played at the top in both formats. We'll talk about the Minnesota backs. No Dalvin Cook and still no Christian McCaffrey. I think Montgomery is still a decent option at 7-7. He's just getting a, a lot of volume. He's involved in the pass game. I don't think he's going to be super popular on the slate. But, I mean, just look at his last five games. 28, 27, 27, 32, and 20 fantasy points. Um, I think he's still in play in both formats, to be honest. The Cleveland running backs going against Pittsburgh. I'm probably not going to go there. No, Eckler, my issue here is, yes, there's no Keenan Allen, but they utilize three backs. So, it looks like they're kind of like easing up on Eckler's workload. So that makes him a lot riskier at this price. Definitely not a priority for me. Now, Jonathan Taylor, I do like the matchup a lot here. Um, you know, they should be playing from ahead here against the Jacksonville team. So I think he is playable um, in, you know, in both formats. You, you can make the argument just because the matchup. He's had 91, 150, 83, and 74 yards in the ground. So, yeah, Taylor does have some upside here in a really, really good matchup. Let's see, other options. David Johnson, you know, price is coming up. He has had some good games recently, but 6'8", that feels about right. Not saying he's out of play, but definitely, again, not someone I'm trying to jam in. I think Miles Gaskin looks like a decent play in Miami, playing for something here. Um, he is kind of their bell cow back when healthy. He's, you know, going to get probably about 15 carries, 15-plus carries. He's involved in the passing game. So um, I do think Miles Gaskin's a pretty nice play in the mid-range. Also, I've interested in DeAndre Swift at 6'3". You know, he is definitely clearly their number one back for Detroit. And, you know, they, they've been easing it up on an AP's workload. So DeAndre Swift is a guy that I think does get extended a bit more in this game. I think does have some upside here. Don't think he's going to be super, super popular, but kind of like him in the mid-range. Again, Mike Davis, doubtful. Christian McCaffrey, doubtful. Alexander Madison at 6'1". I actually think he's a pretty decent option. 
Um, with no Dalvin Cook, he should be you know their their workhorse back. And that game against Seattle, when Cook was out, he had 20 carries for for over 100 yards. So this guy is still a, a pretty talented running back. The matchup is really good here. I don't know if he's gonna be super super popular. I think Madison is a guy that we can look to in the mid range. Cam Makers got to keep an eye on this. He practiced. Uh, we'll see if he's able to go. If he's out, we have no Henderson too. Then we can look to Malcolm Brown for value. If he's in. I'm just a little bit worried they might take it easy again with a high ankle sprain. So there's some risk involved here with a guy like Cam Akers. Don't mind Jeff Wilson Jr. Again, in that last game, he was their bell cow back at 22 carries. Uh, the matchup is, is pretty solid against Seattle, but will they play, be playing from ahead is the question. So Wilson is someone we can look to in the mid-range for sure. Other options at running back, let's see. Scrolling down a bit, uh, Melvin Gord with no uh, Felt Lindsay. I think he is a guy that will get a majority of the carries, kind of like we saw that last game. He had 16 carries, did not have a target, but I think at 5'7", he is a guy that is looks like a pretty decent play kind of in this price range. I think playable in both, in both formats because there is no Philip Lindsay. Now we kind of get to the, the cheaper running backs here. So scrolling down to, let's see. Dare Ogunbale. So he was kind of their bell cow back that last game. Wasn't convinced that he was going to be in that game against Chicago, but he was, you know, got a majority of the carries and the targets. He had 14 carries, three catching, five targets. So I think he's definitely someone we can look to to punt uh, at running back. Should be their their lead back. 4.5K is a little bit underpriced for a starting running back. Ty Johnson as well at 4.3. He's going to be, you know, their, their feature back in this game. It's just, you know, do you ever feel good about playing any Jets? No, but he should be there, again, early down back. He's involved in the pass game. He's a good, you know, pass catching back. So I think he's certainly in play if you want to punt running back. And Malcolm Brown, dependent on the Cam Makers, if Cam Makers is out, I think Malcolm Brown would become one of the better, you know, cheap running back plays. And then, um, let's see, where is he? I wanted to mention a couple other guys. So Rodney Smith for, for Carolina and then the Saints running back. So, Let's go to where is Carolina? That's a McCaffrey doubtful, Mike Davis doubtful. I think Rodney Smith is looking like he's going to serve as their primary back. He was already involved a bit with Mike Davis playing. Now he should get, um, you know, kind of bell cow duties here. And at min price, I think he looks like one of the better cheap plays on the slate. So definitely have interest in Rodney Smith. And then finally, let's go to the Saints. So Saints, basically all their running backs are out uh, Ty Montgomery, and it's basically a practice squad running back called up. So hopefully we get some sort of clarity on this. But, you know, if Ty Montgomery is going to start at 4K against Carolina, I think he looks like one of the best values on the slate. But will we get that again? They have Taysom Hill they could use even a bit. So we'll see what they do with the Saints. Hope we get some sort of clarity on this. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of decent value plays at running back on this slate. Wide receiver. So obviously Devontae at the top, even in a tougher matchup, is just in play in, in every single slate. Love his upside, so yeah, no issue there with Devontae. Calvin Ridley's a fine option too, probably would prefer Devontae, but with no Julio Jones, he's had uh, basically averaging double-digit targets. Uh, he's had over 100 yards in the last four games, so yeah, don't mind Calvin Ridley there at the top either. Again, Chiefs guys, they're, they're going to rest the majority of the starters. I think Stephon Diggs look like, looks like a really good play, 8.1K. 10, 14, 13, 11 targets. Um, and again, he has Josh Allen as his quarterback, and the Bills are just a team that don't like to, to run the ball. So do like Stephon Diggs a lot at that price. Um, Hopkins against the Rams is probably passed for me. Don't mind Al Robinson at seven seven. I think the ownership will will won't be as high. But if you want to go like a Green Bay stack and run it back with someone, or if you want to go a like Trubisky stack with Al Robinson and run it back with a guy Devonta Adams, I don't think that's the worst idea for tournaments. Right, this game definitely has some upside. So um, Al Robinson definitely viable there at seven seven. Uh, the Minnesota receivers I don't mind either. 
uh, Jefferson and Thielen. This is a great matchup here. And when they do pass the ball, you know where it's going, right? So two wide receivers or the tight end. So um, I do like their upside here, even at 7-6 for, for Jefferson and 7-4 for Thielen. I think they're, they're firmly in play. Now with these Tampa Bay receivers, I'm just a little worried about the playing time, right? They have nothing to play for here. So will they get the full game? I'm not, I'm not convinced. So I, I would put them all more in a GPP category for me. I think A.J. Brown looks like a decent option and great matchup here. Um, Houston just cannot stop anyone. If you want to pivot off of a, I think, somewhat popular Derrick Henry, you could look to A.J. Brown in this passing game. He'd probably be where I'd look to if I want to pivot off of him. I do like Brandon Cooks a lot at 6'9". He's probably the guy to pair with Deshaun Watson if you do go Watson. I mean, we could look to a you know, punt play like Chad Hansen, who uh, didn't do a whole lot last week, but still basically played the entire game. So I do like Cooks, like his upside. Again, I think you could definitely run a stack like Watson, Cooks, run it back with Derrick Henry. So, yeah, I think I like him in the mid-range. Let's see. Other options, a wide receiver. Next tier is not amazing. I don't mind Amari Cooper at 5'8". Um, you know, price seems, he seems a little bit underpriced. Uh, definitely has some upside there. Scrolling about, scrolling down a bit again, this, this mid-range is not great for me. I think Sterling Shepard at 5'2", just because of the matchup. And, you know, 7, 12 targets. I think he's someone that, that looks uh, looks decent. I also, I, also, I also, sorry, can't talk. Like Marvin Jones Jr. It's only if Stafford plays, though. If Stafford is out, I'm not playing Marvin Jones Jr. If Stafford is in, I actually like him a good amount here at 5-1. So this play is strictly dependent on the status of Matthew Stafford. Russell Gage has been their number two receiver with no Julio Jones. 8, 7, 10, 5 targets. He's a decent option, but again, not a priority for me. Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen, I think it is firmly in play. He had 10 targets the last game. Does, you know, have a somewhat low floor. He's very injury prone, but can, you know, can break a long one. So like him for GPPs. Let's see, Chenault, there's no DJ Chark. So the Jacksonville wide receivers are all pretty cheap. 11, 6, and 7 targets for Chenault. He's probably my priority if I'm going to pick one of these Jags wide receivers. I think he has the most upside. Also, you know, they'll give him a, a carry or two at times. So 4.2K, kind of like that. I do have interest in McCole Hardman. Again, they're resting the top two wide receivers, so he he should be like their de facto number one wide receiver. He's he's pretty talented and has a lot of speed, so could break one. Chad Henney's not like a terrible backup, so uh, I think like McCole Hardman is still viable here at 4.2K. I kind of like his upside. I also like Jerry Judy for value at 4.2. He had 15 targets at last game, six catches, uh, but this is a good matchup. And uh, again, he is still a pretty talented receiver. Just a fact of Ken Drew locking in the ball. But I like him for value at that price. Don't mind Darnell Mooney too at 4-1. Again, he's playing a majority of the game. This is, again, Chicago's playing for something here. They should be playing from behind. So I think Mooney is someone I'm looking to for value. Again, mentioned Chad Hansen. He didn't do anything that last game. Only one catch and three targets. But still played 96% of the snaps. And Houston's just a team that they're always playing from behind. It's a good matchup. So He's someone I think is a viable value play. The other Chargers wide receivers with Johnson and Guyton, I think are viable. Again, with no Keenan Allen, those three wide receivers and Williams, Johnson, Guyton all should play a majority of the game. Other options. So John Brown, it's looking like he should be full go here. I think he's one of the better value plays on the board at 3-6. Again, assuming he is full go, I just think that this is too cheap. So John Brown is definitely one of my favorite value plays. I think he's going to be pretty popular. You don't necessarily have to play him. There's other plays you can look to to pivot in this range. We have like Lynn Bowden. Again, if the top two wide receivers from Miami are out, we could look to him for value, but that's dependent on injuries. Again, like Cole, Cole and Conley are the other wide receivers for the Jags. They're, they're still viable punts, should play majority of the game. I, I think I prefer Chenault, but those guys, you can look to them. 
And then, yeah, um, you know, you can look to like Mims is at the flat men. He still is playing a majority of the game. I kind of have interest in Richie James at 3-1. San Francisco is pretty thin at wide receiver. Um, so, and it's a good matchup. So I think Richie James is also someone to look to at very, very cheap. But that's about it. So, you know, wide receiver, there's a lot of options, right? There's a lot of punt options in play if you want to save some salary. Tight end, again, I'm not going to get to Kelsey. Don't think he plays in this one. Waller at 7-1 is in play just because tight end's a very weak position, and we should expect, you know, full game, full go for Darren Waller. So that's 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 the reason he's in play at the top. Kittle at, six, at 6K, limited him to about 50% of the snaps, but, again, tight end is a pretty weak position. Luck is upside. San Francisco is really thin at wide receiver, so um, Kittle firmly in play at that price. I do like Hawkinson. Same thing as Marvin Jones Jr., though dependent on the status of Stafford. If Stafford is out, I don't want to look to either of them. If Stafford is in, I think Hawkinson and Jones Jr. underpriced would like them a good amount. Uh, I think Noah Font is viable too because the targets, right? 7, 11, and 9 targets. Good matchup here. So Font, Jerry Judy for Denver. I like them for cheap value plays. I also, or not Ebron, uh, sorry. I also wanted to mention, uh, where is he? Evan Ingram at 3-7. Great matchup against Dallas. Targets have been pretty solid for him. Uh, you know, I think he is, looks like one of the better cheap tight end plays. If you need some salary relief, don't hate Juno Smith two with three. Again, great matchup. Probably would give that to Ingram, but those two guys in that range, I think look decent. And then if you want to punt the position, I think you could look to a guy like, where is he? Donald Parm at two nine of no Hunter Henry. He played uh, over 80% of the snaps that last game. Did only have two catches and three targets, but he's a talented tight end, a good pass catching tight end. I think you can look to him if you want to punt tight end. And finally, defense, there's not a lot that, like, stands out. Like, I think if you want to punt, you can look to, like, the Jets at 2-3. You know, spend-up defense is obviously like Ravens against the Bengals, Colts. Like, those two look good if you can get to them. Mid-range defenses. Let's see. Um, eh, there's not a lot that stands out. Like, the Patriots, just because the Jets are the Jets. Um, but, yeah, really defense. I think you can, you can even mention the Cardinals because Jared Goff is out. So those are probably the defense I would consider on the slate. Uh, but hope that helps, guys. That's going to wrap it up for the video today. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. Please leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live. As always, I'll be live one hour before lock on my YouTube channel to go over everything, answer all your guys' questions. So make sure to check out the live streams tomorrow morning, guys. Thanks again. I hope you guys have a great day. And I will see you all later.